Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. Amen. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, starting at verse 8, you will find these words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you even ask him. I think that'll be enough of a text and we will work around that context. Amen, this morning. I wanna talk to you this morning or this afternoon from the thought, God knows what you need. God knows what you need. Earlier, amen, in my time with you, amen, here at New Zion, I did a series on the Sermon on the Mount, which consists of chapters 5, 6, and 7. It ends in verse 29 of chapter 7. Sermon on the Mount is the... Uh, epitome of great sermons, amen, preached by none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If there was any uh, uh, textbook that could be written about how to properly put together a homily or a sermon, it should take a page, amen, from the Sermon on the Mount. And in the broader context of the Sermon on the Mount, it is nestled in the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew, amen, being a tax collector, but also a Jew, amen, being converted and changed by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. One of them whom he called and said, and I will make you fishers of men. It is Matthew who wrote his gospel to portray Jesus as king. It is very important that a Jew would write from a Jewish perspective to Jews to tell them that their king has come. The Israelites have a long history of wanting kings. Amen, all the way back to the days of Saul. It wasn't enough that they were a theocracy that they were uh, under the auspices of God, that, that he would be their God, but they wanted a king, just like all the other nations. And they kept crying for a king. God didn't want them to have a king. He wanted to be their king. But they kept on, we kept on, we need a king that we can see. We need a king just like the other nations. So after a time, God relented on that and allowed them to have a king. But it wasn't all roses and, and cinnamon smells, amen. This was a serious issue in the life of Israel. 
Because after design, what the pagans had, they got what the pagans have. They got a king, a man, whose heart was for the Lord one minute and not for the Lord another. God had warned them that when they got a king that would try to replace him, that they would have trouble in the camp. And if any of y'all know something about the story, amen, Saul got a bad spirit, amen. He got an evil spirit at one point and caused chaos all throughout the land. And there was a young boy, a friend of his son whose name was David, and, and Saul even tried to kill him while David tried to soothe his soul. So here we find ourselves in the gospel according to Matthew, once again, God has come to the people now with a man. A man that's 100% man, but also 100% God. An answer to that problem of not being able to see a king. But unfortunately, when they saw this king, they weren't impressed. They said, who is this claiming to be king he's none other than uh, Joseph's son I mean he's a carpenter's son isn't his brothers and sisters uh, with him I mean they come from Nazareth I mean what good can come from Nazareth see God gave him the true king that wouldn't be surrounded by pomp and circumstance amen would not have a lot of glitter and a lot of glamour Amen. But they missed him because they were looking for someone else. But Matthew, with the heart of God, comes and writes the gospel, amen, to portray Jesus in the light as a king. But not just any king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Who has a kingdom, amen, that has specific rules and regulations that apply to this kingdom that does not apply to the kingdom of the world. This morning in Sunday school, we saw how God, as he was speaking to Abraham, he told Abraham to, to be right before him. He said, I want you to be apart and separated from the rest of the world and live not according to your culture, but to according to my approval. He said, I want you to be perfect. I want you to have a life that has a good report among all men. And this Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, comes with the same story. Because God is not divided. If God were divided, his kingdom could not stand. But Jesus says, upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God knows what you need. So God establishes a kingdom that does not operate according to the dictates of this world. The world says, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. You need to have the right connections with people on earth, whether it's political or it's financial in order to get ahead in life. God says, you don't need that. All you need is me. So God establishes in the midst of all of these cultural norms, the church. 
the church, a, a peculiar bunch, a, a peculiar organism. And I did say organism, amen, because the church is inside of you. So what has happened this morning is that the church has come together in this building. He, he's brought the church as a, a peculiar organism that would operate according to laws that were strange in the eyes of the world. Anytime the church is acting just like the world, it's no church at all. We have been called out to be a peculiar people, set apart, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, who live by dictates and mandates and operate according to laws that are not laws of this world. But many Christians cannot operate according to those laws because they don't know them. They've given the preacher their hand and God their heart and then stop right there. They have not continued to be a disciple. They have not continued to study the word of God and to be part of Bible studies and to be amongst the saints and those who are gifted in teaching to learn the word of God so that they might know how to conduct themselves in the kingdom of God. But what they end up falling back to is what they know, which is the natural carnal self, and so they start to act like folk in the world. They start to operate. They start to make their decisions based on things in the world. How the world does things, not how God does things. And so church, I'm here today to let you know you don't operate like the world operates. Anytime we begin to try to operate the way they operate, we begin to falter and fail. Because God is looking for a people to operate according to the set of laws that he has established. There is a financial system inside the kingdom of God. I want you to know. Amen. There is industry inside of the kingdom of God. It is God himself who says that you have been faithful over a few things, Deacon Johnson. Now I will make you ruler over many. In another place, he says, you've been faithful over a few things. Now, you will make you ruler over many cities. There is an industrial work system in the kingdom of God. But there's also a financial system. And that financial system does not work like the financial system of the world. It's not like Wall Street where folks are trying to trick and to trade and flip numbers, amen, and skim off the top that are trying to bilk and to fleece by getting large amounts of money based on fees as they turn over money inside of the marketplace. No, the kingdom of God does not operate like that. God himself said in Malachi 3 and 10, he said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there might be meat in my house. And prove me now, not later, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord, that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive it. But then we can fast forward to the New Testament and see the word of God in the gospel according to Luke. Jesus sets up mandate and he says, give and it shall be given. Press down shaking together and running over. See, God has a program for finance, amen, that is antithetical to the world. The world is calling it a zero-sum game and 
I've got to get mine if I have to get it from you. But God is saying, I am the supplier of your every need. I am the one who has the silver and the gold. And I say, if you want to get, you have to give. That is an axiom. That is an immutable law of God. The minute that children of God start to close their hands, they start to close off their blessings. This is not me saying this is from the word of God. Amen. You can check it yourself. Luke 6 and 38. Amen. Malachi 3. This is the mandate of the people of God to operate antithetical or 180 degrees opposite of the world. We give our way out of hard situations. We don't take and we don't hold tight. We give. Because if we really believe it, we say all the time when we sing doing the benevolence that we can't be God-given no matter how we try. The more you give, the more he gives to you. So today, this is a reminder for us all, including me, amen, that saints give their way out of trouble. Amen, because we serve a God that has it all in his hand. But it's so easy under the pressures of life to revert back to what we've known so well as unregenerate. It's so easy to drop back because it's in the natural. But we must never forget we live with inside of natural bodies, but the true you and I is supernatural. Ephesians 2 let us know that we once were dead in our trespasses and sins, but now we've been made alive in Christ. And because we are now in him, we are now part of the access of God. We are not children of God by adoption. Amen. Sister Louse, amen. We are, are by the adoption, we have all rights and privileges of those who are natural children. Amen. And so we realize in this text that it is the master once again speaking as the king. The king, the one who can say go and say come. The one who can say give and can say take. It is the king who is speaking in this text. So in this text he says, Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. There is not a situation, a health situation, a relational situation, a financial situation that takes God by surprise. It may take us by surprise, but it never takes God by surprise. God knew before the foundation of the world the troubles, the trials, the tribulations that we would go through. Going through financial stress with automobiles and homes and, and, and looking at our savings accounts and checking and 401Ks. He would have saw the great crash, amen, of 2007 and 8. He would have saw the dot-net bust of 2000, 2001. He saw all of these things. But not only did God see them, he had an answer for them. As we saw in Sunday school this morning, he said, my name is El Shaddai. 
which is God Almighty. It's not that he just knows, but he's got all power to do something about it. Amen. And, and so God is saying to his people here, don't act like the world. When he talks about in verse 8, like them, earlier in that text he describes some of the ways that folk in the world do stuff. Amen. He said, don't be like them. Because we ought to be a peculiar people. Never forget that the kingdom of God is 180 degrees opposite of the kingdom of the world. If you never get anything from me before I'm gone from this place, amen. It is my hope and prayer that you realize that the kingdom is opposite of the world. We have to stop acting like world folk in the church. It doesn't work. The blessings that God has for us is based on his laws, amen, not on the world's laws. And sometimes it's difficult because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen. There are principalities and powers that are coming against us trying to convince us to operate another way. They don't want us to be blessed or succeed. They want us to fail. Amen. And then if that is not enough, you got the flesh to deal with. You got the tension between the spirit and the flesh. They war against one another. And that's what you would do, you end up not doing. Amen. There's a law of God and a law of sin. So we got all these battles. Amen. But the battle is in the mind. The only way to win the battle is to win it with the word. Jesus Christ did not fight against Satan in the wilderness uh, fisticuffs. Amen. No. He said it is written. So sometimes we got to stop long enough to talk to God about his word. We got to talk to God about Lord you said that if I would do this master that you would do that. And Lord I know that you're a man that, that you're not a man that you should lie nor the son of man that you should repent. But I've got to be confident in myself enough to know that God will not go past his word. That God will do what he said he will do. And so we find ourselves in the tensions of life when we find ourselves in a place like here on Sunday morning, amen, hearing the word of God, we can say amen. Amen. We feel confident that what God said is true. We sing the songs of Zion. Amen. And we are on our way. But then life begins. Amen. And the tensions and the issues of life. And before we know it, we have forgotten that which we have learned of the Lord. Now we're operating not by faith, but by sight. But I encourage you today to, to not revert. Even though it hurts and you can't see your way, please live by faith. Because it's not so important that we see our way, but it's important that we see the one who makes a way out of no way. Uh, are y'all following me? See, we, we get so concerned about the path but we ought to get concerned about the path maker. See, God is so awesome, <laughs> so big, so powerful, 
that after we have sat down and put a pencil to it all and figured out where we can go 100 miles this way and 100 miles that way, here's road here, here's I-35, here's I-49 here, and da-da-da, God can come on the scene and make a highway that we never seen before. God can make ways out of nowhere. He is the one who opens doors that we cannot see. We sing about it, we, we praise about it, but can we operate it under it? Can, can, we, can, we, can we stop and realize that God knows our needs? Amen. Amen. And so this, this lesson today, he, he's saying to us, the king is saying, hold on, don't be like them. He says in the text, he says, they say a lot of many words and they are vain repetition, but it's going nowhere. Amen. But you don't have to say a whole lot. Amen. You can say a little bit of my word and that'll make the difference. And it's interesting that right after that verse, God begins to talk to the folks as it relates to the Lord's prayer. He says, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So Jesus is saying to the disciples, you ought to pray in this manner. He isn't necessarily saying, amen, that you word for word pray this prayer, but he's saying in this manner. First of all, you got to know that you got a father. Amen. You got a father that cares deeply about your situation. Just as you as parents care about the situations of your children, your father in heaven cares about you. God does not want to see you harmed. He doesn't want to see you hurt. He cares about you. Amen. And he's not turned away or caught by surprise. He is our father. But there is something about parenthood, amen, that many of you by now who are parents know. And that is there are times that we see our children bumping their heads up against the wall, amen. And we could fix it right then, but we choose to wait until they ask. We wait on our children to come to us and ask. They've gotten themselves in a muck, in a mire, a quagmire, and we see them there, but we're just waiting for them to ask because we want them to know that when you get in trouble, amen, you can always call home. Amen. And there are times when we're going through that teaching cycle. God's doing that with us as well. God sets up the situations of life, amen, so that we call upon his name. And God can set up situations that, amen, we can't fix. Nor can our friends fix, nor can our political connections fix, amen, nor can the bank fix, amen. There are problems that are specifically designed for God to fix. Because he's teaching us to learn how to trust him. Do we trust in the Lord, amen, in our situations? Because he wants to get the glory and he wants to teach us how to come to him. He wants us to know that something has changed. No, far, no longer is God afar off, but he's come close as the father. And he wants us to run to him 
at all times. He wants us to tell him about our successes and to tell us, tell him about our failures. He wants us to be able to call upon his name in our time of need. Amen. Amen. It said, hallowed be your name. That, Lord, you are not, Father, you're not like anybody else. Amen. And you can do things in ways that the world can never imagine. Amen. Hallowed is your authority, as he said. And he said, your kingdom come. Not my kingdom, not the world's kingdom, but your kingdom, Lord, that goes upon other laws, of other capabilities, of other ways of action. We have to be careful not to put ourselves into the path of operating like the world because it's his kingdom come. It is another law. It is another way of operating. But the only way we're going to learn how to operate that way is to stay in his word. You've got to learn his word and learn about how he operates in order to understand how to operate in the kingdom of God. Amen. And then finally, your will uh, be done. Uh, there is much more to this prayer, amen, but that's going to be enough for now. But it's not my will, but it's thy will be done. See, my will will carry me down some roads doing some things that uh, God has not approved. God has not confirmed or affirmed, amen, because I'm trying to do it, as Frank Sinatra said, my way. But God is not interested in my way. <laughs> He's interested in his way. Amen. So in our prayer, we are reaffirmed, we are reminded that it's not our will, but it's his will be done. Amen. And there are some things that God wants done in his kingdom. Amen. We have studied them in times past. We don't have enough time right now, but we will revisit them as well. But there are some, some modus operandi. There are some methods of operation that God wants the people of God to operate in. And when the people of God are not operating that way, God begins to back off. God is looking for his people to operate in a certain way. And when we're not operating in that way, amen, he shows us, amen, through circumstance a lot of times, and sometimes he taps us on our shoulders to let us know that uh, we're not operating with the kingdom mindset. And, and so we must consider and we must always be diligent to seek his will. Because if we don't get where his will is, uh, we can fail and falter. We, we've got to make sure that we understand how does God want us to operate? We saw some of them, amen, to where we give to get. Amen. We don't get to have. Amen. That's the world stuff. No, but we give to get. If we believe God's word, if we believe that uh, giving it shall be given, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, if we believe that we can't beat God given no matter how we try if we really believe that then we have to operate in it because our, our faith with our works is dead amen if we really believe amen then, then we have to show it with our action because action always speaks louder than words saints of God I just wanted to talk with y'all a little bit and 
teach a little bit on this subject that God knows what we need. Amen. Amen. And he's a big God and he's got everything in his hand. And so we must trust and believe. And sometimes we have not because we ask not. Sometimes we haven't asked God for what we need, even though he already knows it. He could give it, but he waits on us to pray. He waits on us to call upon his name so that he releases his resources unto us. Amen? Amen. 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 Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we just bless your name, Master, for your word on today. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we appropriate your word in our hearts, oh God. Lord, because as we go through the issues of life from the valleys and the mountaintops, that we realize that when things are going good, it's still you, God. And when things are going bad, it's still you, God. And Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, keep New Zion Missionary Baptist Church in your care, oh God. Keep our minds and our hearts stayed on thee. Lord, that we might run the race that you have set before us. That race of endurance that is not given to the swift nor the strong, but they that endure to the end. Lord, help us to be those who are in this race that are running the race to win. To win over doubt and to win over anxiety. To win over disparaging and discouragement. To win with encouragement and victory in Jesus. Knowing that you knew all things before anything ever was. And that you know all things and you can do all things. Because you're all powerful, all knowing, and you're everywhere at one time. So Master, we thank you right now in the blessed name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. At this time, the doors of the church are open. There may be somebody here today, amen, amen, who have been wrestling with the relationship with Jesus Christ. Right now is the time to get your business fixed. Uh, don't wait another minute, another second, nor another hour, but get to know the Lord today. And the good news is it won't cost you nothing because Jesus has already pain it all you can come to the Lord just as you are amen and allow him to change you and rearrange you and make you brand new if any man be in Christ he is a new creature all things have passed away and behold everything has been made new that can be your story amen if you don't know him already you can come to the Lord today Amen. Tis the old ship of Yeah. 
from the Word of God listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to Wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's CastBox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast and for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. 
God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.